welcome. We are glad to have you. The Bill Michael Show on site today. We'll get into that coming up shortly. It's a little frigid, but that's okay. Hopefully we uh, warm you up at least with the thought of uh, we're not that far away from Super Bowl. You're going to see the Pro Bowl festivities this coming weekend. You are going to see all that coming to you from Las Vegas. And uh, today we are going to be uh, we're going to be embroiled in Fish Fry Friday and beverages and all kinds of fun before uh, Mike Clemens and I and the staff. We uh, with one minus one Ben Kenny, which is disappointing, but uh, we are going to be heading to uh, Arizona after the program, heading out to Arizona and Super Bowl and uh, getting you ready for that. So good day to you, Ben. I uh, heard you on the morning show today. So you went up for quite a while, huh? Yeah. Sorry to hear that that you listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Who was it uh, from the uh, the Mallards? Yes, that you had the girl from the Mallards in yeah. today. I was listening to that when I was setting it up early this morning. So you're talking a little baseball. So you uh, you were pining for a catching position. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, not to get into it, but I, I had very low. <laughs> I had low dreams when I was a child. I wanted to either be on, on those people that jump on the trampolines at basketball games during uh, end of quarter. Oh yeah, stuff. I thought it was so cool. Or right. I wanted to be the bullpen catcher of the Phillies, not make the team or anything. I, I wanted to be the bullpen catcher. I thought it was so So cool. you weren't setting your goals as a child very high. You just wanted to be a part of the team. You didn't really necessarily feel that you had the ability, skill, or wherewithal to be actually an, a Major League Baseball player. Oh, correct. Correct. I was very aware, I guess, <laughs> which is a good trait. Okay. Um, plus, I, I don't know. Some of the bullpen catchers have been around for a while. I remember my guy, Sal yeah. Fasano. Oh, no caught for like 10 yeah. years. Mar- Marcus Hannell was with the Brewers for God, a decade and a half. I mean, he was there a long time. So I absolutely, I get it, man. If you, you know, if you can, and the best part about it is when you're on the road with the team, you still get the stipend. You know, you get a salary. It's not a, you know, million dollar deal, but you still get the stipend. You still get, you know, the, the money that the major league guys are getting. So you're getting the 220 bucks in cash to go out and hang out and all that kind of stuff. You're still part of that group, so that's not a bad way to go. I was thinking more. You get to run in. day, by the way. You get to run in from the bullpen when there's a fight. Oh, really? Oh, okay, I never thought of that. See, I, I don't I don't go for the – see, you Philly guys go for the violence right away. No wonder seeing I got the hell beat out of him. <laughs> that was 1968, no Bill. <laughs> right. I know. Uh, so today we got the senior bowl coverage um, – was there anything breaking today that I did not see regarding senior bowl coverage and the Green Bay Packers and the quarterback quest and the, the you know, saga that is? I didn't see anything. I didn't want to see anything. I was hoping there wasn't anything. Today, we just need a breather day today. I mean, I'm sure we're going to get enough of it, enough chatter about that coming up next week as everybody on Radio Row uh, chats about it and such, but... Uh, I just was there any chatter that I missed? Did you guys talk about anything in particular today? No, and the Senior Bowl isn't normally the top top uh, prospects. So right. if there was big drama, it would be with those guys. No, the Packers met with Max Duggan yesterday, the TCU quarterback, who's like a uh-huh. fifth round, sixth round guy. I didn't really think there was anything. Right. Okay, I'm just making sure. Because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm perusing stuff, and the only thing that I saw mentioned about any quarterback was the former quarterback, uh, and it explains a lot. Did you, did you read the Tony Romo story? I did, yeah. It explains a lot. Um, and it's, it's when Tony Romo first came out 
and, and retired from football and went into the broadcast booth. He was right up there. Now, I know there's some people that don't like Collinsworth. I think Collinsworth's fantastic. Um, you know, now he tends to go overboard on praising people a little bit too much, but I think he's fantastic. But Tony Romo, man, he was the standard. I mean, he came out swinging because he was fantastic in the way he called a game and, and analyzed a game. And then it's like, I, I, you and I had a conversation off the air. I, I said, was he drunk? Did he take a gummy before he went on the air, before he did the, the AFC championship game? I, he just, he sounded stupid. Didn't he? Yeah, it's been that way since really his first year, which I think he had all the film study and he had the knowledge because he had just been playing. The further right. away we get, the less I think he adds to the broadcast. You don't hear anything that you didn't know or that you learned. You just hear, oh, I don't know, Jim. I think they're going to have to step up. Well, he would say things that were both sides. You know, I don't know, Jim. It's like they they could throw a pass over here to, to try to pick up the first down or run it. I'm like, what? What the hell are you talking about? But that was the kind of stuff that he was bringing to the table recently. And I, I so now that you find out that CBS actually tried to have an intervention, and uh, now they did not say anything to the effect of say he's got a drinking problem or a gummy problem or anything like that. But I said on that broadcast, he didn't sound right. He he didn't even sound intellectual. He sounded like a giggly little high school kid that couldn't believe he was in a broadcast booth and knew not a whole lot about the game of football. That's what he sounded like to me. And so the <laughs> that was it. That was it. So I, I, I thought to myself, boy, I wonder if, you know, he was like out too late the night before, you know, whatever, you know. And now you find out that they actually sat him down and said, dude, you need to hit the film study. I mean, they paid him a lot of money. He's in the midst of a 10-year contract, isn't it? Isn't it like 10 years? Um, was it almost $200 million or something like that that they're paying him? Some kind of crazy amount of yeah. money? 180, yeah. Uh, it, you know, it, they're paying him a chunk of money. Now, he may be looking at that going, you know what? Hey, <laughs> you know, Fox is giving Tom Brady. Well, it's Tom Brady with all the rings, but they're giving Tom Brady close to $400 million for 10 years. Well, what, what about me? You know what I mean? But for what he's doing right now, you know, man, he he has slipped a lot. Holy mackerel. And now you find out that CBS and the executives actually went to him and said, dude, you need to do a little more study. You need to actually show up and quit trying to hit the, uh, try, quit trying to hit the golf course so much, and actually come in and do a few things, you know, that are going to you know help you better at your be better at your job. I I don't know. Uh, maybe ne- now that it's out, you wonder what he's going to say. You know what I mean? Now that this story has broken, and um, he he's kind of been publicly outed. You wonder what's going to happen if he's actually going to say, you know, hey, I, I apologize. And then the whole, did you hear what they said about Nance? Nance is out, you know, the guy, the executive just basically said, uh, you know, because Jim Nance isn't helping Tony at all. You know, he just basically said Nance is out for Nance. He doesn't care. And I was like, wow. You know, you talk about cutting down your own broadcast crew. Holy mackerel. Right? So. Well, think about why every- this came out. 
to me at least, the story coming out today is because Romo was getting crushed after the game. It seems like CBS is saying, we know, we're trying, but it's on him. Right. They're distancing right. him, themselves. No, I, I 100% agree. But I also remember that awkward segment where they say, okay, we're going to do the stand-up. Here we go. And they're coming back from commercial break. And Jim Nance says, you know, Tony, you know, whatever. Joe Burrow, a lot of pressure. And Tony's eating. He's eating. I thought that it, was it, funny. I, I thought it was funny, but I'm like, I, I lit- I'm sitting there watching that, and I'm thinking to myself, how did you not know that you're – you're going on you're going to do a stand-up it's not like the the director in the booth did not say hey guys we're coming to you in 10 9 8 Q camera whatever because you you can hear all this i mean i've been a part of this before when i've done television and they tell you you know you so okay so you're standing up you're pulling the wire down behind your back you've got your coat on you've got your hands in the triangle position you know and you know okay Q jim jim go you know hey tony you know what about and then tony's like he's opening up you know gummy mints or whatever the hell he's eating. He's like, oh, and then Jim asking a question. He's like, oh, you asked me with food in my mouth, Jim. Well, how the hell did you not know they're coming to you? So, yeah, Tony Romo, man, he is uh, he has slipped quite a bit. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, anyway, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, uh, by all means, go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, we'd love to have you on board. So uh, go ahead and give us a shout there. Uh, what else do we have here for you? We've got a lot of stuff going on today. Um, I do have an apology gonna... to make, Bill. Do you? For what? So yesterday I called Punxsutawney Phil a fraud. And questioned whether he actually had any skills. Um, He said six more weeks of winter, and it's cold as ever today. So, touche. Mia culpa. Right. Um, Well, he he got one day right, but you basically labeled labeled him and his life a fraud. (laughs) And then we took it to the next level when the Canadian version of Puxatawney Phil, Frank the Groundhog, was dead. Which, by the way, out of all this stuff we did on the show yesterday, that is the thing that got the most play. That's the thing that got the most play was was the fact that Fred the Groundhog he died from, uh, from from Canada. They poked him to come out of the hole, and he was dead. How does that happen? That's what I want to know. How does that happen? How does your how's your Groundhog dead and you don't know it? Don't you shake the box or something before you bring it up on stage? Oh, my goodness. I, and I feel bad for the groundhog. I don't know how old he was. I don't know if he died because, you know, natural causes or if, you know, the shock of maybe he didn't want to go out in winter. He, he didn't want to go out in the cold, so he brought him out in the cold and he froze to death or something. I don't know. Felt bad about it. But, yeah, Frank the groundhog croaked off. R.I.P. Fred. Oh, yeah, right there. Scott says R.I.P. Fred. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Giannis last night, uh, 50 burger, uh, last evening and late game last night, nine o'clock start, by the way, in case you did not know down at the Pfizer forum. And, uh, even, uh, Charles Barkley talking about it during the broadcast. I was watching a little bit of that last night and, uh, Charles Barkley talking about, you know, Hey, wait a minute. Why, why are they going to a nine o'clock game in, uh, in Milwaukee? And then there's, you know, panning around the crowd, and there's kids in the crowd and all that kind of stuff. And well, wait a minute, why, why, are they, 
Why are the kids up so late? Who cares? Giannis dropping 54. If I'm a kid and I went there and saw Giannis drop 54 and 19, I'm all geeked. Especially over a win, getting a 106-105 win over the Clippers last night. So the Bucks go to 35 and 17 on the season, but they are 22 and five at the Pfizer, getting it done. So good stuff from the Bucks last evening as they get uh, yet another win, and they're playing. You know, they are. I'll say this, and I, I talked about this the other day. I said, look, it's concerning because defensively they sucked. They have not been playing good basketball. As of late, they're playing better, but they also haven't been healthy. But when you give up numerous, not just one or two, but numerous 25, 20-plus point leads and losing games, especially late third, early fourth quarter when you're allowing teams to get big runs on you, it's, you know, either your bench is bad or you just you just have no desire to play defense at all, none. And uh, they've kind of turned that around. Uh, the Bucks have now won six straight. After uh, maybe it was after my little rant, who knows? Not to say that they all listen to this program, but uh, since then they have gone on to win six straight, and uh, they now sit at thirty-five and seventeen, only a couple of games behind Boston uh, in the uh, in the East. So uh, in Boston, thirty-seven and fifteen, Boston with the best win record in the uh, in the NBA. Uh, the Bucks only a couple of games behind them, so Bucks not playing too bad. But when the Bucks are healthy. I I think if, when they're completely healthy, and I know I saw the interview with Chris Middleton where he said, hey, look, uh, there's certain things I just can't do yet. Uh, he's working himself back into it, and he said, you know, when I can, I will. And there's certain things that he can do, and he can do well. I, I think when Middleton is finally back healthy, and the, the whole thing with the uh, trade deadline approaching and the, the possibility of Crowder and such, um, I, I think this team will be honed and ready to go. And they'll have everything in place. And I, I think they're going to be a really good – I think they're going to be the team to beat in the NBA, quite honest with you. Um, and right now I know the Denver Nuggets are playing extremely good. Memphis, John Morant is just a, a, a scintillating guy to watch. He is like uh, – he can do it inside, he can do it out. The thing about John Morant, not only can he shoot from the outside, but he can go and posterize you, even at his size, on the inside, and does it often. You just He reminds me of kind of like a, a, a little bit more slender version of like a, a Dwayne Wade where he can play from the outside, he can handle the basketball. But if he wants to go big, he can play big because that guy's got some springs in his getup. Man, big time. And I love watching John Moran play. So, anyway, uh, Memphis, uh, you know, in second, Sacramento, Dallas, uh, and on down from there. So, And uh, on the outside looking in, the Lakers, even though LeBron is closing in on the all-time scoring record, uh, the Lakers still 11 and a half games out of the top spot, but they are two places back uh, out of the postseason right now. The Lakers at 25 and 28, three games under 500. And maybe the trade deadline gives them a little boost. Uh, and who knows before it's all said and done if they can push themselves back into the postseason or not. But um, right now the Lakers, I mean, we said it at the beginning of the season, Lakers not going to be a good basketball team by any stretch of the imagination. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. We are broadcasting live. We're at Stoley's Hog Alley, and uh, it's in Oconomowoc, uh, kind of between Oconomowoc and Delafield. Uh, it has been around a long, long time. And one of the things they are famous for, and we are glad we are here today, is for the fish fry. And uh, I'm sitting here talking to Jeff, and I, I've known Jeff and Alicia for years and years and years, and I love them both. Uh, and they've been longtime sponsors, big supporters. And this, as I am uh, happy to announce, I believe is going to be uh, here or Stolzol 109, going to be the last stop on the motorcycle ride this year. 
uh, for Fisher House, and they've been big supporters of the Fisher House. So that's one of the reasons we wanted to come here, not to mention this brand-new place. It's got the still has the new bar smell or the renovated bar smell in it. Um, they are now open for business with the new renovation. And if you're watching on the Bud Light live stream, that is part of the new renovation uh, of the bar here. The old bar still stands, but they renovated it. They gutted it. it uh, it's beautiful. And uh, then come the summertime upstairs, the outdoor deck is going to be available. And uh, it's just it's an awesome place. So anyway, that being said, they've been big supporters of ours. And uh, they wanted to give the grand reopening uh, kind of the the finishing touch and we thought you know what we'll come here to be a part of it so it's fish fry friday come on out and get yourself some lunch the doors open up at 11 we're going to be here obviously with the broadcast all afternoon so stay tuned we got a whole lot more of the bill michael show it's all coming up right after this covering wisconsin sports like a blanket this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network Michael show today. We are broadcasting live. We are here at uh, Stoley's Hog Alley. Stoley's Hog Alley in Oconomowoc, a, a tremendous place. And, uh, you know, love being here. And uh, they have got the, the Fish Fry Friday, which is going on right now, which is absolutely awesome. So if you get a chance to come out, stop out and uh, say hi to the gang here at Stoley's Hog Alley. Let's do this. Let's go to the phone calls and uh, talk to our buddy on the hotline, which is Rob Reichel. Rob, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Billy, I wish I knew you were so close to my house. I would, I would have stopped by. We could have done this in person. Oh, I didn't even know you were out this way. I, for whatever reason, I thought you were north. Yeah, no, not in Green Bay, but I thought you were north of Milwaukee. Yeah, I'm ten, fifteen minutes from you. Whatever, we'll we'll make it work the next time, my friend. Okay, well, we'll we'll do that for sure. So, uh, with everything that's gone on over the last couple of weeks, Rob, you and I have not had a chance to catch up. Give me your thoughts on what's going on with uh, the Packers, the quarterback, the rumors, and everything that's happening right now. God, Billy, I'd just like to take about a month-long nap and then wake up and call you and ask you what the hell happened. Um, it's, <laughs> it's exhausting. It's, it's, it's annual. It's, uh, it's, it's infuriating for the fan base. Um, you know, and, and, Bill, I had someone in the league the other day tell me that, that Aaron loves this. Um, you know, it's, they, they, they should be taught. You know, we all should be talking – Right, Eagles, Chiefs, so we're blue in the face. Last week we should have been talking about the conference championship games until we're blue in the face. And you know, and, and what what's the lead topic on most most sports shows on an annual on a on a given day? Not just you locally, but but nationally, right? It, it, it's number twelve, and and a guy who's as egomaniacal as Rogers um, just just gobbles this stuff up. And you know, a guy I was talking to in the league said, you know, there, there's no pressure on him. He's out of the playoffs like usual at this time of the year. So um, and. Um, you know, he, he gets to sit back and watch himself lead Sports Center on, on a given night. Um, you know, Billy, I, I, I think everybody in the organization knows what, what the next step is going to be. I think the Packers kind of know what they want to do. I think Rodgers probably knows what, what's going to happen and what it is he wants to do. He's obviously going to continue to play because he's not going to try to go into the Hall of Fame or go into the Hall of Fame the same year that Tom Brady does. And he's not going to take, you know, even J.J. Watt, he's not going to take a backseat to those guys his ego won't let him do it. So, I mean, he's going to play bill and obviously we're at a point now. The only question is where, and, and you know, and I, and I do think the Packers know 
Um, my guess is that deep down they, they probably do want to move on from him. But Aaron does have a lot of power in this deal too, Billy. Uh, it's just the way the contract was structured that, you know, if he doesn't want to go quietly, he certainly doesn't have to, and they're going to have to come to, to some resolution. But, um, you know, I, I, again, it's just kind of the same old, same old from, from the last two, three years, Bill, uh, with, with Rogers in, in this type of deal. And, and again, I, th- I think for everybody in, in Packer Nation, it's, you know, it, it, it's a story we're all kind of tired of. I look at this, Rob, and I think, and I've said this before, that logic would tell you Packers make a move, they trade for a couple of first-rounders, maybe one this year, maybe one next year, what have you, and then uh, they begin the Jordan Love era. Uh, My heart tells me that Aaron, I think, uh, on his end anyway, correct me if I'm wrong, probably wants to stay with the Packers. Probably because he doesn't want to go in early, doesn't want to learn a new system, doesn't want to, you know, have to, you know, meet new guys and get guys on his level and all that kind of stuff. It's easier to go to your to where you know, you know, says, hey, I want to come back, I want to run it back one more time, give me a shot, and I'll give you some money back. We'll we'll adjust this thing so it makes it cap friendly for everybody. And I think ultimately that's what the Packers do. So my head tells me make the deal, but my heart tells me I don't think that's going to happen. Is is that is that a fair way to look at this? I, I think it's an extremely fair way to look at it, Bill. And, you know, I, I'm kind of of the mindset that until proven otherwise, I, I expect them under center. Um, you know, when whenever they kick it off, September 10th or whatever it turns out to be, uh, you know, here in, in five, six months, I you know, I, I think Rodgers is, is still Green Bay's guy. And kind of like the last couple of years, there's there's a lot of, ch- you know, chatter through the offseason, and, and he ends up being – uh, you know, Green Bay starter when when we roll around. Now, again, I, I think that would be a colossal mistake from a Packer standpoint. And, I, and I'm with you, Bill. It's it's, it's you know the, the devil that you know from Rogers' standpoint is, is you know is always safer than the devil that you don't. And 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 whatever he 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 has he has power and control inside the Packer organization, Billy. That I don't think he'd get in other places, and that is certainly unique and rare to what we've seen in that sport here over the last you know couple of couple of generations you know for Rodgers to have a you know a seat at the big boy table at Thanksgiving it, it doesn't happen for 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 many athletes Billy they're usually at the kids table right so but again it, you know if you are the Packers and you've got to make a call here really soon on on Jordan Love it, it, it's time to find out what what you have there and I and I'm and I'm sure Gutekunst wants to find out as, as soon as possible what he has there I I think internally Bill they believe that, you know, that they, they, they could win as many games next year with Jordan Love potentially as, as they would with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the, the, the limited amount that we saw Jordan Love this season was extremely encouraging. Um, you know, the way he finished that Philadelphia game, um, he, had, he had a couple other spots, you know, the, the spot duties along the way. I think his passer rating wound up about 112, Bill. Um, you know, and, and I know that, that that's certainly not a full body of work, a 17-game season. But what I think he flashed this year, Billy, and, and what you saw from him was very, you know, very reminiscent of Rodgers back in 07, 15 years earlier. You know, when he came in for Favre in, the, in that Dallas game on the Thursday night, and, and he almost rallied the Packers to a win that night when, you know, that, that was a couple of 10-1 and teams going at it, and Favre got hurt and Rodgers came in. There was a real belief after that inside the organization, Bill, that, uh, you know, that, that Rodgers could exceed Favre pretty quickly in terms of the level that he was playing at. And, and obviously he did, but he won the Super Bowl in 2010. I, 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 I don't know if it's quite as strong 
with Jordan Love, Bill, but, you know, that, that he would exceed what Rodgers is doing on the field within a year or two or something like that. But I think they believe he can certainly be a winning quarterback in the league. And on top of it, if you make that move sooner than later, Bill, you still get the draft capital for Rodgers before it's too late because the longest, the longer they screw around with Rodgers and making a trade, his value goes down year to year. And secondly, Bill, at some point in time here, they've got to pay that visa bill and start to get their salary cap in line. So by 2024, 2025, 2026, whenever you want to circle, they can be relevant again in, in free agency instead of just kicking all these contracts down the road. And they can actually go out and start chasing some people and build a winning roster around Jordan Love. The longer they procrastinate with Rogers, Bill, that becomes an impossibility. Um, now, I know Jordan Love had, what, I think nine or ten passes or something like that over at, uh, over in Philly. Looked really good. He himself even said it was against a, a, defense, that was play, a defense that was playing relatively soft. But it got a lot of people enthused. He looked better. He looked more sharp. But then the question becomes, okay, so suppose you do, you know, kind of run it back and you have him sit for a year. What do you end up doing with him? Because you got to look at Jordan Love and say, okay, we got to pay the guy because you're going to pick up that extension. So what is that going to be? Is that going to be... 10 million 15 million i mean do you bank 20 million dollars on a guy that really hasn't shown whether or not he can even win in the league yet yeah you know that 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 number bill is kind of determined by you know there's a formula that the league uses for that based on you know uh quarterbacks at the various points in their year and the averages of salaries and things like that but but the projected number there on love is going to be in the 20 million dollar range uh when, right. when 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 it's all said and done so now all of a sudden your salary cap becomes even you know more out of whack, and you might have to make a decision then, Bill. If you know if you do sign him, because you know Love's been a Love's been a good soldier through this, but at some point in time, you know his people and, and Jordan himself are going to ask out of Green Bay. They're going to say, I you know I'm not I'm not sitting here forever behind Aaron Rodgers. You you know these guys, Bill. They're alpha dogs. Yep. They're alpha males. They you know that they don't come into the NFL to sit and watch somebody else play for the first four years of their career and that's what you'd be asking Jordan Love to do so if you do stay married to Aaron Rodgers I still think Bill chances are they might have to move on from Jordan Love and and then the worst case scenario obviously is you move him somewhere and he, and, and he lights it up and he turns himself into a Pro Bowl player at some point in time and within a year or two you know Aaron's out of the league and you know he, he takes the you know dramatic fall like Favre did between nine and ten when he when he was with Minnesota because at some point in time you know much like Brady this year Bill the, you know the, the, these guys do take these dramatic falls and I, I think you saw the beginning of the end with Aaron Rodgers this year um, you know in in Green Bay so that that's a worst case scenario Bill and, and it's not one I would want to paint myself into if I'm the Packers to, to opt to stay married to Aaron Rodgers and then potentially have to move on from Jordan Love. I think that's a lose-lose. And now you're chasing and looking for your next quarterback, uh, you know, when Rodgers is gone again. I mean, if you move on from Jordan Love, Bill, you almost have to take a quarterback again in this, in this draft relatively high to find the next guy again to sit and wait behind Aaron Rodgers. And, and who knows how that's going to work out. So you're really setting the franchise back, Bill. I, I, I think the longer you stay married to Aaron Rodgers, you might have a year or two in here, Billy, that, that's kind of a hiccup. You know where they keep going five hundred or even a seven and ten or a six and eleven, but but again, I, I I think when love continues to grow, especially with these young receivers and they get their salary cap situation figured out, I think they're right back in the hunt in the NFC within a couple of years. 
Uh, real quick before I let you go. So going into this, if they do run it back, Roger said he would like to have Mercedes, like to have Bakhtiari, like to have, you know, Kabi. You know, he goes through the laundry list. Uh, I mean, obviously, you gain some salary cap if you get rid of Bakhtiari. But, uh, you know, as Brian Gudikins alluded to, you, you know, good left tackles are hard to find. And when he did play, he played well. Is there anybody that you would say, I'm not bringing them back? Would it be Cobb? Would it be Big Dog? Would it be Bakhtiari? Would it, is there anybody you would say, sorry, but we got to move on. It's time to time to make hay. Well, Billy, as you and I are talking right now, I mean, there's $17.5 million over the salary cap, you know, for next uh-huh. season. And, and that's without even touching any of their own unrestricted free agents, right? The, the Cobbs, the, the, the Lewises, the, the Alan Lazards uh-huh. that he's mentioned, the Bobby Tunyans people like that i mean bill it's going to be really difficult to bring back any of their own free agents much less sign anybody else's free agents i i think you're going to have to they're going to have to have you know in addition to contract restructuring bill where they keep kicking these things down the down the road they're going to have to do a zadarius smith type of move maybe a couple of them like they did did last year and move on from from a really high level quality starter that that's making too much money you know, Bakhtiari's on the books for 29, Bill, but there is a $23 million cap hit, you know, dead cap hit there the way his contract was structured. So you really only save $6 million with him. You know, Kenny Clark's on the books for 24, and I don't think Kenny's getting dumped by any means. I'm just giving you a couple of numbers. You know, right. Kenny, Kenny's dead cap hits 20, you know, so you'd only save four there. The, the big ones they could save on are obviously Aaron Jones. Who, do, who does have a $10 million cap, uh, dead cap hit bill, but his, his cap itself is 20. So you save $10 million on, on Aaron Jones. You can move on, you know, from guys like Preston Smith and Devondre Campbell and, and people like that. But, Bill, you know, that, that, that's the whole thing with bringing Aaron back. How are you ever going to get back to the number? And they will because they're creative and everybody finds a way around the salary cap. But how are you going to get your numbers in line, Bill, and improve your football team? to a point where you can make a run again in the NFC. I, I just don't think it's feasible, Bill. Um, you know, the, their window was 2020 and 2021. That's when they went for it. They kept bringing these guys back, gave them big money, postponed some of the payments on these deals. It bottomed out for them a little bit, or they, you know, they were a 500 team for all practical purposes in 2022. And now the bill has come due on a lot of this stuff. And, you know, they went for it in 2020 and 2021. It didn't work out. So not you know, and and kudos to them, Bill, for going for it. You know, it just, it just didn't it didn't pan out with those you know losses to San Francisco in the playoffs in in twenty one and to Tampa in the NFC title game in twenty twenty, and 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 now you move on, and I I think you just turn the page and start that next chapter and 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 try to get things back in line financially and and see what you have in in Jordan Love and 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 again, Billy, here's the big thing to me. <laughs> They are in a, they are in a position of total strength right now with Aaron Rodgers. You've, you've got so many desperate you know teams in the league desperate for quarterback help that that I I think this still still is an off season where you can get you know pretty high return for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. There's no guarantee of that a year from now, two years from now. You know you, you're probably talking half the price that you can get today. So I sell high, Bill, because you've got all these quarterback starved teams out there, especially with Tom Brady off the market now. And, and I turn the page, and I start that next chapter of Packer football. Good stuff as always, Rob. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll chat again real soon, okay? Especially when stuff start, uh, starts to matriculate, I would assume, over the next two, three weeks as we start to hear more from Rodgers, okay? All right, Bill. Always fun. Thanks a lot. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's uh, our good buddy Rob Reichel. And uh, logically, 100% dead on. Logically, 100% dead on. Can't, can't argue with it. 
Uh, but I, th- there's that heart and head thing that go along almost hand in hand with all that stuff. So I, I get it. Get everything he's saying. Hey, don't forget about our friends at Great Lakes Dragaway. Go to GreatLakesDragaway.com. GreatLakesDragaway.com down in Union Groves. If you got the need for speed, whether it's uh, running your own or checking it out, the 2023 season passes are on sale. That is our friends from Great Lakes Dragaway. Dot com. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show on a Fish Fry Friday where it's Stoley's Hog Alley, where it's been renovated, it's reopened, and we are so glad to be here today. Thanks to Jeff and Alicia Stoll for having us out here. Love them both, and uh, just a tremendous, so come on out, tremendous day. Come on out, whether it's clam chowder or bluegill or perch or cod or shrimp dinners. Friday Fish Fry, come out and have it with us. we got more after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network, the Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.